Island Minds, the mental health podcast. Please note, these episodes deal with topics that some listeners may find distressing. For suggested contacts, please see the show notes on our Facebook page after this episode. Please note, this episode deals with the following topics. Anxiety, OCD, body dysmorphia and autism. Hello! It's <laughs> <laughs> a strong start. So, hi. <laughs> Hello! Hey there. Howdy. <laughs> oh, hoi hoi. This is so our strength. <laughs> it really is. Openings and closures are our forte. Mm-hmm. As you can tell, we are very comfortable in this comfortable. <laughs> Not Not out of practice at all. Um, yes, it is amazing to be recording, though. We obviously have taken... Um, a bit of a break, which we will explain in un minetto. Um, talking of minetto, just very quickly, an apology to both you and our listeners. Obviously, to our regular listeners, in April of last year, I had a little girl, and um, something that she absolutely loves is Winnie the Pooh. So I probably visit the Hundred Acre Wood about five times a day, and um, Tigger has this really darling thing where he mispronounces words or he sort of like does half a word and then makes the other half up um or he just uses like the wrong word for the wrong sentence which I relate to very closely so I have started doing that so I apologize profusolini uh, (laughs) because that's gonna happen (laughs) that's all right Uh, my um my brain often like yeah, it. I don't know what happens in there, but by the time whatever I was thinking comes out through my mouth, it's um. Well, as I've just evidenced, <laughs> not, not very articulate. It's amazing that we decided to run a podcast. Yes, yeah, amazing. <laughs> Lay to your strength. <laughs> um. So yes, we have taken a hiatus. We started series two which started off so strong and so brilliant and amazing. And I think one of the episodes got like 97 listens within a really short amount of time. Like that was for us was amazing. I'm sure there are podcasts out there like 97 listens. I do that in a day. Um, (laughs) But, you know, so when we started this podcast, obviously me and Tia were very honest that, we would look after ourselves during this process and obviously talking about mental health when you're not particularly well yourself can be quite difficult so there will be times and are times and have been times when we will take breaks and during those times you can go back and re-listen to all of our amazing episodes from series (laughs) one and uh series two uh but it it does happen and it will happen again like there will be breaks life can become very overwhelming for a number of reasons and at those times you know we tell you our listeners that it's absolutely okay to put yourselves first and to practice self-care and it makes absolutely no sense if myself and Tia don't do the same because that's that's poor practice on our part (laughs) so yeah that is kind of why there's been a break 2022 was quite a big year there's lots of things happening. <laughs> a lot of things happened. I know from Create, created another human. Yeah. I know sort of from my side of it, it was I was so determined to like be the same person I was before I had Mallory that I plunged myself back into gigging regularly. I plunged myself back into selling body shop and doing this and that and this. And I was like, yeah, I can still do it all. Amazing. And then I got to a point in like October I was like oh my god I have always filled up my time thinking that it made me happy and it kept me going but actually I was filling up my time to stop thinking about oh I'm a failure I haven't succeeded in life it was all of those things so in October I just kind of was like stop Hannah just stop and it's been amazing like not doing gigs so often and actually having days off that are days off with Mallory and family and then being able to focus more on work when I'm at work and not 101 other things so 
it's a shame I allowed it to get to a point where I was overwhelmed to the point where my anxiety has creeped back, especially my travel anxiety. But at least the the silver lining is I'm now working out exactly what I do enjoy doing, what brings positivity to my life, what brings toxicity into my life, and then choosing what to continue pursuing and, and what not. So I'm still in that phase of working it all out. But it's yeah. a good it's a good feeling to be to be there. And it's been quite interesting seeing what has brought negativity. I mean, performing has always been something that lifted me up, but I felt very recently it's been something that's actually taken me down quite a dark dark path like excessive drinking worrying about my looks filtering every photo beyond you know recognition of things like that just things that yeah. are you know <laughs> feel like I've joined some sort of like personal cult all about hating on myself so now I'm trying to step away from that and reevaluate. so 2022 was you know good and bad in but in a productive way for me (laughs) (laughs) how was your year (laughs) um yeah I I always find new year really overwhelming and and quite stressful because I think it's it's quite a weird thing to sort of review a year and and it is insane how much can happen in that time but I think like you just said there's good and bad that's life so it's Mm really difficult I went on free holidays last year (laughs) (laughs) it's ridiculous but um yeah and they were all amazing and you know you'd think just based on that that I'd be like what a great year but actually towards the end of the year and probably peaking in October because we're best friends and we just (laughs) apparently want to share everything uh yeah my mental health was at an all-time low and again, it's interesting you said you allowed it to get to that point. I think that's, I say the same, but it, kind of kind of a negative connotation to that, isn't it? Like, mm. like it was our fault. It's so hard to see when you're in the middle of it, what's happening. Yeah. And I, I realise, you know, I'm, in work I have clients that I like help, you know, try and do that to see those early warning signs. And I should in theory be able to see them for myself but it's not always that easy and it's um it can creep in so slowly and then before mm. you know it yeah it's you know feel a bit like you're drowning and you don't know how to um how to or where to start really to unpick it all and yeah what's best um it's been good and bad the mm. year but we yeah we were both just in such a bad place I just think it would have we did we did try to well I say we tried to record we actually I'm I'm putting air quotes here recorded an episode um and neither of us were feeling good and I think we forced ourselves for it and it was okay yeah, I think parts of it was strong but I realized at the end of it that I hadn't pressed record so <laughs> so that was fun and obviously I reacted really like casually and didn't didn't fret about it at all <laughs> um, uh, no spiraling was involved but (laughs) yeah no I was very upset but it it happens um and Hannah was obviously lovely about it and I think it just showed us that we're like oh I think we're actually in a place to be doing this yeah absolutely like I'm still in the process of working it all out Mm. so I feel like I don't have other than to say I'm working things out seeing what does bring me joy what doesn't you know making more time for important things I'm still in that process so I haven't come to a lot of conclusions yet I did um for Christmas I got given um a book written by so one of the podcasts I listened to my favorite murder so um it's written by Karen Kilgariff and Georgia Hardstark and I thought it would be a true crime book because it's a true crime podcast clearly I don't listen to them properly when I'm I'm listening to them. It actually turned out to be the self-help book I've always needed. So it like some of the chat, I mean, this is a book I have um, dog marked pages. I have put post-it notes in like the opening chapter is I'm not going to say the first word because this is a friendly podcast, but basically, you know, F-U-C-K politeness. And it's not about not being polite. 
it's about not putting yourself in situations because you feel like you have to be polite mm-hmm. like and it and there's other chapters one of the chapters is call your dad you're in a cult and it's not like we're not talking like Jonestown cults we're talking about feeling like the cult of alcohol feeling like mm-hmm. you need alcohol to um function or the cult of perfection feeling like mm-hmm. you need to be perfect all the time and there were so many things that just resonated with me in this book and I couldn't believe it as I was reading it I couldn't put it down I didn't I didn't want it to come to an end but equally I wanted to get to the end because I felt like it was really allowing me to sort of see through the fog but it was yeah. so accidental because I had no idea that <laughs> it was going to be like that I should have known because they are their podcast they are very open about that sort of thing and um they have this thing where they say like don't get lost in the forest because number one in true crime it when you end up in the forest a lot of the time you do end up not alive but mm-hmm. it it's more metaphorical in terms of don't get lost in sort of the the forest like around you like the everyday things so oh it's yeah absolutely amazing I mean if you're into true crime check it out but like if you're looking for an alternative self-help book it's just been incredible for me it's amazing so yeah I'm still in that working it all out phase no real conclusions as of yet only Mm. that I am still just giving myself like time off from things that aren't work or family yeah um, and allowing more time for family yeah so yeah I don't I don't have much more to say on that because it is still a process and I guess yeah. as as episodes go on I'll update that process my my mental health isn't in a great place in terms of anxiety at the moment it's mainly health anxiety which is has all been triggered from obviously having a c-section not wanting a c-section and all all of the sort of worries that come with that. Um, I end up scanning my body, which I know you're not supposed to do. <laughs> but, you know, it's silly things like getting like a spot somewhere and being like, ah, it's death when it's it's not. It's a spot. Yeah, it's not great. But but also because I've got this renewed sense of figuring stuff out, I'm approaching it in, in quite a positive, proactive way. Yeah. Which is, love, which is a, a really nice thing to be able to do yeah so yeah no that's good Mm. like you I've yeah been working a lot on what I can do to get myself well and yeah having a lot of time to reflect one of the things I reflected on with my mental health was that unfortunately uh I I took on too many mental health related things at the same time so we started this podcast just before I got my job obviously working in mental health and then doing the podcast and then trying to look after my own mental health in a role that has had a huge impact on that, not only in terms of the work I ha- I do with clients, but also the amount of training involved that then leads to self-reflection and, and checking in with myself. And yeah, it was, it was just, it's just been an overload. So when I was feeling really unwell, I I felt like something else was going on in terms of I, I had something else that was undiagnosed um, and there were a couple of things that I thought it could be and, and you know, had, was quite set on that, but it was really sort of hard to identify and the way I was feeling wasn't necessarily an accurate reflection because, for example, I, I wondered if I had body dysmorphia and that's something I spoke to you about, Hannah, and it was just, that's something I now feel I don't have, but it's that my self-esteem had reached such a low point that I, I thought there was something really wrong in that respect. Um, but actually, uh, over the last few months, I've realised that I'm autistic. Um, and I've spoken to you about it, but... Basically, I've had training through work and uh, had a lot of conversations at work. And then it was, it's, it's really been like a, a really slow realisation building for months. And then um, 
it was just it sounds really stupid but it was uh looking at some some memes online them i've got um an autistic friend who shares a lot of memes and i always liked all of them and then found it funny and then i was having more and more of these conversations with my with my colleagues um and a lot of my team are, are autistic and i kept sort of saying could I be? Do you think? And they, you know, my supervisor is uh, autistic, and she was sort of saying, "Well, yeah, maybe." You know, because I wasn't sort of there with the realization yet. And then, um, yeah, I was, I was just seeing all of these memes, and I, I went on this one page. It's just my new favorite page in the world. It's called Life in Autism World on Instagram, probably on Facebook too. But um, I spent hours on there, and every single post on there was something I related to mm. and they were things that I just thought were things that everyone felt <laughs> there's one that really got me that was like I simply do not vibe with this fork <laughs> and I realized that when I go to my mum's house like my mum has like multiple sets of cutlery in her house and I, I had been around there like not long before and been like mum can, can you find that one teaspoon with the green handle because I want that one like out of all of the spoons, I I just need to have that one. That one feels good. And I started to look back at how I, I guess just just my life and myself. And it was honestly like taking the red pill in the Matrix, and mm. this huge light bulb moment, and my whole life suddenly makes sense. And I'd kept saying to my supervisor, I was like, I just feel like I'm, feel like I'm pretending to be a person rather than being a person I feel like I'm pretending to live a life and it was really hard to explain but that's really how how it felt and and sometimes does still feel but honestly so many things uh, make sense I have loads of sensory mm -hmm. issues I've just thought I was it's just how I was I just I've I've felt odd and different and like an outsider my entire life I've never felt like I fit in no matter how hard I try like I'm always trying to fit into this mold and it just doesn't work and um never felt like the right sort of girl and yeah like the sensory things I just assumed everyone gets really stressed out <laughs> with the seam of their sock is slightly off off the straight of of my toes like I you know I if I'm out walking I'm have to take off my shoe and deal with that I can't I can't stand it and um really funny with lights and sounds and I can hear electricity which is apparently quite common um, and there's, there's just so many things and so it's just it's incredible because oh, I'm sorry I'm talking so much <laughs> like no, you haven't don't apologize I don't know if you know this or not, but like everything you've just said was completely non-rambly and perfectly articulate. Okay. Like like it like you almost had planned out to the point everything you were gonna say. Oh, thank you. It's <laughs> it's just that's probably come from I've ha had this conversation with a few people now. Um and it's quite funny, one of the one of the traits of autism is um hyperfixating on on things and um that's something I've always done and like yeah. I'm really obsessive with films and tv for me so like I have to learn everything about my latest obsession and then I'll like let it consume me and then I'll move on to the next thing and I just thought that was quite mm. standard and like if I I move from like my favorite song at any one time and I have to listen to it like 10 times in a row like every day for a few weeks and until I absorb it and yeah, it's. I've been reading all these things, and apparently, people who sort of realise that they're autistic then sort of hyperfixate on on autism and learning everything about it, and suddenly realising all this stuff. So I have been talking about it a lot, but I'm just so so excited because often when it does go undiagnosed, and it it does go undiagnosed in uh, girls far more frequently, and um, there's a lot of cases of adult females being diagnosed quite late like in their 30s and their 40s but when it does go undiagnosed it manifests in anxiety and depression and I, I still have anxiety at the moment but it has drastically reduced since I've realized this because I it's it's been the most freeing thing in the world because I'm like 
oh, I can't fit into that mould. I like I, I physically can't, no matter how hard I try. Like, I can't yeah. do that. So I don't need to try. And it's, I, I saw the, um, a video of, it was a man who was diagnosed at 45 and he said most of his mental health problems had come from trying to force his neurodivergent brain to be neurotypical. And it it's just like repressing your identity and, and yourself and you invalidate all of your experiences and, you know, all my life I'm like, oh, I've just been oversensitive and melodramatic yeah. and or I, you know, feel like I'm overreacting if there's a change of plan and I freak out about it when actually it's just that I need time to process and reconfigure to a new plan and that's just part of my processing issues. And one of the things I've realised is that a lot of my panic attacks are related to sensory issues, not necessarily anxiety, and that's called, can be called overwhelm in terms of too many sounds, maybe the lighting, but normally, yeah. normally it's just feeling like everything's pressing in or mm-hmm. on me and that I'm being watched even if like I'm not it's like yeah. a hyper awareness of everything and I found that really interesting and again quite freeing and um yeah and, and another part of it that's been where the anxiety can come from is masking yeah and again that can be why it's can go so undiagnosed because if it's missed when you're a child and, and then you learn to mask you, you get quite good at that even though I never felt like I was like other people and that I fit in I people would you know would would say that you know they wouldn't know anything was wrong because I was getting really good at that behavior mm. but when I when I got home I'd be so drained from that yeah it would just wipe me out and apparently um quoting films a lot and being like learning from from film is quite common and that I've always described my anxiety as being like oh I just expect everything to be like a film and be like a scene from a film so that's always what I'm trying to or always what I have been trying to achieve to to feel like everyone else I guess but I just just as a side note um I am now on a waiting list for an official diagnosis for autism um which I I'm really hope I get but it is up to two years the waiting list which is why I'm being very open about it now because I'm 100% sure I don't want to wait two years and like hide that part of myself any longer and it is it's quite common uh, for people to self-diagnose and that and that's accepted because there's lots of barriers to to people getting diagnosed for various reasons so yeah I was just going to say in terms of I wanted to clarify that part of why I thought I might have body dysmorphia last year was because I was feeling uncomfortable in my own skin and hating the feel of my own body and how clothes feel on me. Um, And it turns out that's to do with my sensory issues with autism and, you know, the way certain fabrics feel and and feeling out of place. And people often describe it as seeming like an alien (laughs) in a human suit. (laughs) So... Yeah, that's. What, I just wanted to clarify that because when I know it's, I don't didn't want people to think that's just like, oh, not feeling great about myself. I must have body dysmorphia. Like it was trivialising it, you know. Yeah. There was there was a lot that seemed to suggest to me that that was. Mm. Yeah, and I remember you talking to me about it at great length as well. Like a lot of thought had gone into it. It wasn't just a case of you looked in the mirror one day and decided that's what I get yeah and it's it's really hard during that time because particularly if you have anxiety and health anxiety people who are like oh well you will self-diagnose and it's like yeah but sometimes there is actually something going on and you've got to sometimes you've got to go for a few steps to get there and the amount of people I know that have been misdiagnosed by professionals (laughs) yeah and then it's turned out to be something else later so it happens it's a lot of a lot of these things have crossover so yeah, it's. I just wanted to clarify that point. I also wanted to talk about the reactions I've had to some of the reactions I've had telling people I'm autistic. I've had people say, "No, you're not," which is which is also nice. helpful. <laughs> um, and I think you know part of that is that 
like I've as I said I've been so good at masking or they've only seen a a snippet and you know they don't know how I feel yeah um and on on the other side I've had um like my colleagues and and bosses who who are autistic they were like yes (laughs) like it's about time you figured it out like they they've known from the beginning and I had a colleague the other day she's autistic and I said I was really excited to tell her because she's spoken about her experiences a lot. And I was like, oh, I've, I've worked out I'm autistic. And she's like, oh, sorry, I, I thought you were already diagnosed. I thought that was the thing. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's 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 like, yeah, every every autistic person I've spoken to is like, yes, yeah. of course you are. <laughs> That's um, interesting, isn't it? Yeah, it is. And I think the people that are saying, no, you don't, it goes back to what we harbour on about quite rightly in most of our episodes about lack of understanding and yeah. just that that little lack of sort of compassion and willingness to listen. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, a lot of it's stigma and preconceived mm. ideas and um, a common response I've had, and I know this is very common for autistic people, is people say, yeah, Everyone's a little bit autistic, aren't they? <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. I thought you were going to say, like, everyone's on the spectrum. I yes, knew it that's, was a, be that's that. a variation. So it's either a little bit autistic or everyone's a little bit on the spectrum yeah. or on the spectrum. And I've been... I want to make it clear that, obviously, this is all still very new for me and I'm not, like, I'm not an expert, but from all the research I've done, it seems to be that this is a common thing and there's there's some great resources I found that, because that's not the case, let me just say that that's not true. Um, and there's a lot of resources I looked at that explain it in detail that I will include in our information part of this episode because they're really great to check out. Um, there's a video and this guy says it's it's like when people say, oh, I'm, I'm really hygienic, so I'm a little bit OCD, and uh, like which you, you know, as you've spoken yeah. about, have experienced your whole life or... Well, I'm feeling a bit down. I must be depressed. Um, <laughs> he used an example. He was like, oh, I'm feeling bloated and have swollen ankles, so I'm a little bit pregnant. <laughs> I you'd appreciate that one. I do He's, appreciate that. He said it's like saying that because, um, and I actually, the autism training we had at work through like a professional service said, it's not the case. People are either autistic or they're not. Now, the spectrum is often misinterpreted or you know there's a lot of misinformation around it and people think it's you know you're a little bit or you're very autistic or severely autistic is a phrase that gets used a lot and it's that's not what the spectrum is it's either autistic or you're not or you're neurodivergent or you're not and then the the spectrum is the different traits people will experience and then like, you know, different autistic traits so that, you know, I have autistic friends that experience traits I don't and vice versa. And then, again, as we as we know, no two people are the same. It's not just that people experience different traits. It's that the level they then experience those traits will vary. Um, and it doesn't just vary from person to person. It also varies from day to day, from situation to situation. And it can depend on stress levels and, yeah, specific situations. So it's not a case of being a little bit autistic or severely autistic and it being a linear spectrum like that. It's more a case of which traits apply to you in general and on any given day. So there are autistic people who still use terms like severely autistic or, you know, identify as severely autistic. But a lot of people find that describing it that way or using phrases like that or low functioning or high functioning can be actually very harmful phrases to use and I think as well there's an idea that if people are able to cope better with some things like if they're able to do better in social situations then they're not as autistic but actually that's not the case and what people aren't seeing is the knock-on impact that that has on people like you know how draining masking can be etc but yeah that's why some people have hyper empathy some people really struggle with empathy you know all of those sorts of things that's a common misconception with autism actually that people have no empathy that's so interesting because you do hear 
everyone is on the spectrum so so often whenever something like autism is brought up in conversation someone is going to say it you know it's like a a bingo thing yep they've said it (laughs) yeah it's like on uh, on qi (laughs) (laughs) and i'll be honest i've just always assumed that that is the case because it is what everyone says so that is incredibly informative and interesting good yeah but and honestly like before you know i learned about all this stuff i probably would have thought that too and probably have at some point because that's that's the way it's talked about um and I know people mean well when they say it but not only is it not true but again it does that thing of trivializing your experience and in the video that I'm going to put the link in the guy guy says and I I just thought it was a really great way of explaining it he said by saying that you're making very difficult and real experiences seem like everyday experiences and that's just it's just not the case like yeah. again it's like with a any sort of mental health disorder it's when it impacts on your life to a, like to a negative level and yeah i just wanted to mention that <laughs> and i've not yet found a response when people say it to me because i've had people very dear to me say it to me and i know they don't mean anything by it and it's really hard yeah. to sort of you know say <clears throat> actually no without feeling like an asshole but you should tell them to listen to the podcast. <laughs> well, I think some of them do. Uh, sorry, I'm not. I'm not targeting anyone here. I'm just. I just want to put it out there because mm. I think it's important. But yeah, I think I said every word under the sun. I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, like I said, that was maybe because what you have just described is so very authentic that it is just it comes out so beautifully articulately because it is authentic and it's coming straight from the heart it's not a forced thing is it it's something that you're talking about passionately um and it's something that is yeah you're you're telling your authentic story yeah yeah I mean I was gonna write notes because I was worried I wouldn't be able to to talk but I just thought no you feel pretty strongly about this give it a go (laughs) yeah Yeah, I think it's there's something really beautiful as well that it's this episode that we have finally you finally get to sort of give your story because we've we've spoken about you having your episode for a long time and I think there's yeah there's something kind of lovely that it's this episode for reasons we will discuss in a memento (laughs) (laughs) and and those reasons are and I wanted to start with the autism bit because so much of it has been, and it's taken a long time to process. It has been wonderful. It has been very freeing. But I felt like I've got this new identity or my real identity, or I'm trying to work out what my identity actually is. Because I'm like, okay, I've been masking most of my life. How much is me? And how much is just who I've wanted to present to the world? So I've really been trying to unpick what do I do that I enjoy because I enjoy it? Not because I feel I should, not because I want to people please and I want people to like me, not because I want to appear smart. So like I'll want to read certain books so I seem intellectual. I'll watch films that people recommended so that I can tell them I watched it like I've pleased them rather than like it can be as simple as that to, you know, my whole personality. But I'm really trying to get in touch with okay, I'm just doing that because it brings me joy because I want to. Yeah. Um, And part of that reflection, very sadly, was that I feel I've been doing the podcast for a while because I feel like I should rather than because I enjoy it. And it's not that I don't love it because I have and I'm so, so proud of it. But I think taking it on at the same time as the job and finding it hard on my own mental health I pushed through that because we get such wonderful feedback and I thought oh that's that's something people should be talking about I should be part of that because it's good for other people but also because it makes me feel good to like to be doing something important and actually it's it's it has been a factor in how I've been feeling and making me ill and as a result of that, <laughs> what what is it, Bilbo says? I'm going now. 
I've put this off for far too long. I've put this off for far too long. <laughs> yes, um, I am cruelly abandoning Hannah, <laughs> and this will be my last episode. We, yes, <laughs> this is Tia's final episode, <laughs> which I haven't actually processed yet. So that's going to be fun. <laughs> Honestly, I was so scared about telling you. Like, no. Oh, and you were so ill at the time. I was like, how am I going to tell her? <laughs> what if this is the only thing keeping me going? Apart from your beautiful child and family, it's, of course. <laughs> it is sad, but I'm also so proud of you for sticking to what you need to do. I, I You know, that's wonderful. Um, and I will probably nag you to be a guest <laughs> speaker on occasion. <laughs> oh, I'd love that. I, I would. Um um, Clearly, so, I like talking now. <laughs> so yeah, for the time being, it will be like a more solo style podcast. Other than obviously the guests we bring on in each time, which we're not doing this time. This is Tia's time. Um, this is my time. This is my time. <laughs> <laughs> so obviously there will be the guest, but for you know a little while, it will be solo based adventure and you know if someone does come along and it fits then maybe they'll you know it will go back to being a co-hosting situation but it has to be right it has to be the right fit we were very lucky in that people seem to really engage with our conversations even when they went off on the most incredibly random tangents people seem to enjoy that regardless so so there are big changes ahead and I'm sure all of our listeners are thinking, no, Tia keeps Hannah on track. Oh my God. <laughs> it's the other way round. You <laughs> don't know the truth. Um, so Island Minds will continue, but it will be bereft of its Tia. <laughs> I am yeah. sad about it. And I've, I've been like, oh, is this the right decision? But yeah, it's... Uh- if it's not the right decision, it's not like you have to reapply for your job or do an interview. Audition. <laughs> I, I'm really glad you're carrying it on because I know you always tell me off when I say this, but it is your baby and it was your, <laughs> it was, you know, it was your project and you I, have put in, I would say, 95% of the work. Um, I feel and- like when we first, when it first set up, I kind of like unfairly sort of lassoed you because it's like oh yeah I'll help you know I'd love to come and talk on it and then before before you even had a chance to like breathe it was like co-host Tia Jackson <laughs> like I feel like there's there was almost a little bit of like I manipulated this situation <laughs> no no you didn't I I did I, I have really loved it I genuinely have um and I wish I could continue but I Part of who I am, and and I've learned now that this is related to autism, is that I'm hyper empathetic. Yeah, I just already doing it for work. I yeah. I just struggle to then use my spare time to, you know, chat to people about this stuff. Even though I think they're amazing for doing it, and I think it's really important, it's just yeah. not something I have the capacity to do any longer. Yeah. Well, I promise. If we end up interviewing Joseph Quinn or Pedro Pascal, <laughs> you will be the co-host for those particular episodes. Thank you so much. I won't be able to talk for other reasons. <laughs> this is TMI, yeah. silent co-host. <laughs> My drooling co-host. My drooling co-host. Um, obviously, going forward with the podcast, it will be really interesting to see how it evolves or adapts or falls off, of, you know, the cliff. <laughs> so yeah it will be a very interesting sort of like process to see how it works without your dynamic Mm. um and your insanely amazing editing skills so yeah yeah I mean my editing's normally needed because I've rambled off on complete (laughs) which you haven't done this time (laughs) not too much I've got a couple bits now that might need to be fit into other places let me just get (laughs) cosy I always refer to my brain as a pinball machine. I was going to say, I know we said this before, but I wanted to highlight again 
mental health recovery is a journey and it's full of ups and downs. And I say this all the time to people at work because it's really frustrating when your mental health does decline and you feel like you've gone backwards. And I know we've both felt like that. Yeah. But it's it's not it's not the case because that would be like saying all of the progress you made before that point just doesn't matter. Yeah, uh, I, yeah. I just don't believe that. I think it's just that it's full of ups and downs and you have to do the downs sometimes, unfortunately, or we'll go through the downs. And um, it doesn't mean, doesn't mean that like all of the stuff before didn't matter or that you've, you've gone backwards. So it's just, just part of it. And it sounds like we've both, you know, been at a really low point, but then also learned a lot about ourselves and focused on what keeps us well mm. more so than we were in tune with before. So, so yeah, sometimes you've got to do that dip. Yeah. It would be I mean, lovely you, if you didn't have to, but... Yeah, yeah. I mean, you don't have to do it, but it happens. It's life. <laughs> it's unfortunate and it's, yeah. you know... It's part of it. I just, yeah, for anyone who feels like they're backwards, you're just on a dip. Yeah. <laughs> In the words of Ronan Keating. <laughs> Love is a roller coaster. Just got to ride it. Just got to <laughs> ride it. I could keep rambling on on sleep, but I think, I think we need to... <laughs> I have to say, I think of all the episodes we've recorded, and there are so many that I love, this is probably my favourite because it's been so lovely just listening to your... I talk a lot. We all know that. I... Podcasts can be very me-heavy. Um, and I don't mean for them to be. It's just... It happens. But it's been so lovely stepping back and just letting you tell your truth. And you've done it so brilliantly. Like, And it's so lovely that this has been a freeing experience for you. This has been like a positive journey. You know, we we often attach a lot of negativity to diagnoses, but actually for many people, getting a diagnosis means I have I have something to work with. I I can now understand my reaction to this. I I can understand that experience, why this happened, why that happened. And going forward, like you said, you no longer have to fit a mould that yeah. that isn't that doesn't fit so it's been lovely hearing about this in such a positive proactive way I can see how uncomfortable you are I'm I'm tearing up that's so nice and it's it's really and this is this is how much of a difference it's made to me that I'm not I'm not even cringing I'm like yeah you're right I I feel the most myself I've ever felt and I just been trying to be so kind to myself like obviously (laughs) still a lot of work to do oh and I am in more therapy at the moment I will say but which is going well and that's good but I'm also looking back at so many instances where I've beat myself up about the way I've been in situations and now I know why I was like that I'm like oh I can forgive myself and let it go and it's amazing yeah (laughs) I mean yeah just amazing like you said but for the record that's why you know that's why you normally talk so much because you you just sound so good when you talk stop <laughs> i can see we need to get a bit further with your conversation <laughs> don't be turning this round on me this is tea oh, attack you just, you just sum that all up really beautifully and it's nice and you're you're very articulate and not always. This has been one of my favourites. Now I don't want to leave. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> oh, God, what a your cunning plan. <laughs> no, I think I am happy to come on and guest. And actually, I really yes, enjoy yes. editing. So maybe I can help with that if you're ever struggling. But um, I think it's just, yeah, I I absorb other people's yeah. stuff. It's why I can't watch the news yeah. and why I have to be really careful with the media I watch and stuff because I will yeah. just absorb it and it overwhelms me I do have a it's not funny but like a little day in the life of um anxiety story for you you've just reminded mm-hmm. me talking of being careful so the podcast I listen to my favorite murder sometimes they cover like sort of 
uh, unexplained happenings. It's not always murder. Sometimes it's, you know, things like incredible survival stories or things like that. And anyway, I, I started listening to one today and I stupidly didn't open the whole paragraph. So their podcast, basically, they both tell a story. They start with one and then the other host will tell theirs. And the first story is sounded so interesting. And it was, it was about these hitchhikers in Japan that went missing and they were found because of this massive big SOS that had been created out of logs. Turned out they hadn't created the SOS. So it was like, oh, who did? Who else is out there? Amazing. The second story was about this huge earthquake in Alaska, I think in 1964, which basically changed the whole geography of Alaska and the surrounding areas and created a lot of things, natural disaster things, which, as you know, <laughs> my OCT is triggered by natural disasters. So I'm just like sweeping away, mucking out manure, and then I'm hit with all of this really triggering material. And at this point, I was like, I've listened to enough of it now. I need to hear it all. I have to, I need to get to the conclusion of this. But I was like, I did not, I should have read the whole blurb for that because I did spend a little bit of time after that like seriously fighting the need to do uh the rituals that come with you know uh my OCD so it's not funny but it was just my little a day in the life of someone that you know has to think about these additional things just so yeah but I mean I'm half of me is laughing about it half of me is like I'm not sleeping tonight but yeah, yeah it's my little story horrible when that happens isn't it especially if you're not prepared you're like oh no I've had a few cinema instances and I'm like oh yes. no <laughs> so funnily enough the very first time I remember it being a visual thing we were sat in the cinema and a trailer for I think it was I don't the day after tomorrow so you have to whisper it um it was like a trailer for that and that sent me absolutely spiraling i don't even remember what film we went to see because all i can remember is that mm. and you know how much i love the cinema <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but yeah so to conclude me and tia are both on journeys of self-discovery which is wonderful highly recommend <laughs> and tia is it's the breaking of the fellowship oh god <laughs> Would have gone with you to the end. I know. To the very size of Podbean. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. You are editing this. Yes, that's fair. That can be your farewell gift to me. Yes, my parting gift to you. (laughs) Thank you. I'm editing this. Thank you. But yes, in all seriousness... Thank you to everyone for your support and it's been amazing and thank you for listening and please keep listening to Hannah because she's amazing. Um, Stop. <laughs> I shan't. <laughs> um, and uh, and I'm incredibly proud of her and will help in any way I can that isn't detrimental to my health. But for now, I must bid you... Ad- I can't say goodbye, seriously, I can't. <laughs> Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs> it's also very hard for both of us to get through any sentence without making a film reference. <laughs> it is very hard. It's nice, nice to lean into that. <laughs> Literally every shift we had together at the castle, <laughs> if it was sunny, I don't know if anyone out there seen Thumbelina. Apparently, it's not that well known. Once there was the sun. <laughs> every time it's sunny, we started seeing that. Oh goodness! I watched that like two days ago, and oh my god, I just love that film <laughs> for <Yeah>. one specific. <laughs> Oh, you can have your Eric's, you can have that it's Cornelius all the way. Oh, Cornelius. <laughs> such, such buoyant hair. <laughs> Cheekbones. <laughs> Seriously, look <them> up. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, what was I going to say? Oh, what what did we end up doing with, with social media and stuff? Do we mention that as part of all? Because I know I, I put in that annoying, like... Oh, the thing that I then ended up hating and immediately removed. 
Um, um, if you enjoy our podcast, please follow us. We are on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook as Island Minds, the mm-hmm. mental health podcast. Excellent. Um, we also do have a blog if people would like to come and chat about their experiences, but not in verbal form. If you feel better writing about your experience, can obviously be anonymous should you wish it to be. Please do let us know. We do have that option available for you as well. And as always, please leave us a review on whichever podcast platform you use. That would be amazing. Yes, please. Look, guys, I don't don't want to play the guilt card here, but it's my last episode. A review would be just the best leaving gift you could get me. Yeah, that would be so, so good, guys. And uh, And I don't know where to go from there. It's that time for saying goodbye. And as our regular listeners will know, I'd like to stay and taste my first champagne. As you as our new listeners can also see, this is not where our forte lies. I was trying to find a quote, but unfortunately my phone's just not doing it fast in Are you trying to find the Winnie the Pooh quote? No, I found that no, I wasn't. Oh. But now I feel bad that I wasn't. No, it's fine. I thought you might be going for how lucky am I to have had something so good that it makes saying saying goodbye this hard. Okay, well it's no, one I'm ruined. My sorry, quote. it's one of my favourite quotes. And <laughs> exactly. That's that's what I'm saying. I'm leaving the podcast, but how lucky am I to have had something <laughs> yeah. so good that it makes saying goodbye this hard. And if you do need a little pick me up, I really suggest reading Winnie the Pooh because it's full of amazing little feel good mm-hmm. one lines like that. My favourite one being "I'm short, fat, and proud of that." <laughs> <laughs> um, no, the quote I was looking for was "End." No, the journey doesn't end here. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it was a good one. Yes, I feel like yours was better. No, because you went for Lord of the Rings. I think they were just as good as each other. Okay, we'll go with that then. <laughs> our listeners will be like, no, Tia's one was better. <laughs> well, too bad, because I'm gone. <laughs> I'm gone, baby. I'm out of here. We're going to, I think we'll go out on this quote. <clears throat> Well, here at last, dear friends, on the shores of the sea come the end of our fellowship of the podcast. Go in peace. I will not say do not weep, for not all tears are evil. Beautiful. (laughs) (sighs) Okay. Right. I am going to press the stop recording button because... You have agreed to edit this, and I feel for your own sake, it is time. Yes. Yes, it is time. It is time. If you have been affected by any of the topics covered in today's podcast, please see our show notes on our Facebook page for our suggested contacts. If you're interested in talking on our podcast, please get in touch through the Facebook page. We'd love to hear from you. Stay safe, you wonderful people.